Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. Yeah, um, before we get into today's episode, we have some exciting news. Um, Tammy, take it away. <laughs> we would like to announce the winners of our first ever Camden Cast giveaway. It was um, Camden Cast stickers this time around. So. I don't promise that anything else will be. There will, if there is a second time around, can't promise that it won't be stickers. Again. Maybe there'll be a different design. Who knows? Um, so, our winners, we have six winners. Uh, Thank you for everyone to everyone who entered. Yes, but our winners are Ben, Bruce, Tony Ann, Megan, Rosemary, and Colleen. Um, If you guys are listening to this and you have not received an email from us, then email us at camdencast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, But we are getting in touch. We should have already gotten in touch with you. um, And your stickers will be on their way soon. Woo! Anyway, uh, in today's episode of Camden Cast, we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 19 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Virgin, or if you are in Germany, it is called Why the Banana is Bent. No idea. (laughs) No idea where that came from. Um, The IMDb user synopsis is, Robbie wonders why Matt is suddenly so friendly, ignoring it is because Matt dates his ex Cheryl, who wants him to tell Robbie, but doesn't push that, while Robbie spontaneously tells he studies a course with Heather, who needs his help. Simon feels a social outcast when nicknamed Virgin Camden, because his mother assured Sasha's blabbermouth ma he's sexually inactive, but actually schoolgirls line up to date him. Viciously jealous, Annie meanly forces Eric to give up counseling Serena, yet denies that he's that's her doing and sticks to her guns after Ruthie commends her as bitchy selfishness model. Holy shit. Oh my God. That was so good. It makes it sound like, um, it says the thing about schoolgirls line up to date Simon. And then it, the next sentence is viciously jealous. It makes it sound like Annie is, is jealous of, of Simon, Simon and his schoolgirls. The bitchy selfishness model. Wow. Wow. I like that. I like that a lot. Anyway, what was your first impression of this episode? Um, I was, I was sold, this episode was sold to me because it was about Virgin Camden, but they spent so little time on Virgin Camden that I was kind of disappointed. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the, uh, I guess, Rev, Annie, and Serena storyline, but I really want Annie to be proven wrong because she came off as very arrogant in this entire episode and I kind of really disliked her especially when I was starting to like Annie yeah she doesn't really do this a lot well anyway um, I guess we'll get into the cold open as we do uh, we are I think we're in the kitchen Annie with is baking a pie yes that's either the chicken pot pie or the apple pie I think it's, it's the apple pie I don't know it was pretty big maybe it was the chicken pot pie and um, she I think Lucy comes in looking for the rev needing the rev for a dad thing. Yeah. Which means um, somebody to meddle in somebody else's business. And we have never actually find out... Well, I think we do find out, because at the same time we see... This is, like, cut with the rev at the church, and we see Serena, who is... I forget the girl's name. Ashley's mom. Ash, the girl who, in, the, in an episode or two ago, her mother doesn't give, like, sufficient supervision. And she goes to the rev because she wants to change... She wants to... Wait, she promised her daughter she would get some help in changing her life, which, again, is just, we, we talked about this when we talked about that episode, like this notion of what a parent is and how they should act. 
Like, does this woman actually want it? Nothing was wrong with the way she was living her life. Yeah, she was just a single parent that was looking for love. I guess the, like, the logic behind this is that her daughter wants her to change, which is fair enough. And it's not that the Camdens are forcing her to change. Yeah. Um, so she's going to the Rev specifically to get help. Uh, she's being weird. <laughs> she's like, I'm so hot, and takes off yeah. her coat and then reveals. She's wearing all, like, red, yeah. yeah. Um, and so so she's there seeking advice, but then later on at the Camden house, there's another scene with John and, and Matt is stuck in here. Which just reminds us of the fact that Matt is dating Cheryl, and he needs to tell Robbie, and he's just feeling a kind of way about it. But uh, back at the Camden house, it's like hours later, I guess, from the time that Serena walked into the office, and Ruthie is asking, like, when dinner is going to be served, and Annie says, well, you have to call your father and find out when he's going to be home. And on the phone, just to set up, like, drama, um, the Rev picks it up, and you can hear him and Serena laughing, and then Serena just keeps randomly laughing the whole time while the Rev is on the phone, so... Ruthie hangs up, and she's like, oh, we can go ahead and eat without him. Um, he's laughing with some woman, and Annie gets, like... This look on yeah, her face. this look of fury. Um, so that's the cold open. And yeah. um, we're going to start with the what the title of this episode is about, uh, which is Virgin Camden. So Simon doesn't really make an appearance in this episode until, I want to say at least, like... 15 to 20, or, like, this storyline doesn't, like, come in until about halfway into the episode, I feel like. No. Um, so, he, his storyline begins with him having a brief conversation with Matt, just about, are you over Sasha or not? And, um, Ruthie mentioning that Sasha's mom and Annie had, like, a bonding session as well. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. And then the next day at school, some random man-child... Um, he's like, what up, Virgin Camden? And like, what? And he's like, oh, well, my mom was talking to Sasha's mom, who talked to your mom, and Sasha's mom told, like, well, your mom told Sasha's mom that you're a virgin, and now she's telling everyone, which is just very strange. I don't know why these adult, like, it's not even, why did Annie tell Sasha's mom that Simon is a virgin? Why is Sasha's mom going and telling other people that Simon's a virgin? This is like a 15-year-old. Very strange for all of these parents to be talking about this. Um, Could you imagine if your parents just went around talking to other parents? Yeah. What? My parents know nothing about my life, please. Um, so he's mortified and goes home and is like, Mom, what the hell? Or what the heck? I'm sorry. As, as he should be, though. And Annie, like, sticks to her guns, which is kind of the theme. The bitchy and, selfishness model. Yeah, in this episode. Where she's like, I, oh, I didn't say anything about, like, you being a virgin or not. I just said that you weren't sexually active. <laughs> yes. Which is the same thing. Same exact thing. thing. And apparently it was because... It, um, well, wait, does sexually active mean, like, all... Sexually active could mean something different from being a virgin. Yeah, I guess because, like, so you've had sex and now you're not active? Like, no. Like, no. I, don't I mean, like, like oral or oh. other sort of, yeah. I guess it depends on what Seventh Heaven's, like, definition of sex is. I consider, like, any type of penetration yeah. to be sex. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what they're going orifice. for. <laughs> so, like, or, like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this got out of hand very quickly. <laughs> I am sorry. Um, so... Uh, apparently it came up... Right, you didn't tell us what you think sex is. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 
sex is whatever you want thinks I want sex to be, guys. I guess. Um, so apparently Annie brought it up because Sasha's mother needs parenting advice. Yeah, again, because as we said, like in that last episode, when Sasha was like, "My mom told me that I like boys want you to be more like open to being intimate." So I guess he, she was using Simon as an example of someone who, who isn't. Just, yeah. Um, but this totally works out for Simon because yeah. apparently... Well, Sasha kind of said it in that episode where he went over to her house that all the boys her age are pressuring them, like, her to have sex. So all of the girls at the high school who don't want to be pressured into having sex start calling Simon to set up dates with him because, um, as he says, virtue is, I don't know, a turn-on or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, at one point tur- goes to his dad. He's like, why didn't you tell me virtue was a turn-on? Which is also, like, another part of, like, the Rev storyline. Like, the Rev is some sort of, like, forbidden fruit for women. Yeah, which... Is so uh, false. I'm sorry. Stephen farce, Collins yes. is not... Hot. Yeah. This uh. would... Ugh. Um, yeah, so, like, at one point, he's on the phone with what we're presuming is, like, the third or fourth or fifth girl, because he's going through his calendar, and he's booked for, like, weeks. Yeah, weekends in advance. So, he's like, all right, I'll book you in, but this is a far, far away time. Um, but that's pretty much the entire Virgin Camden storyline. Like, everybody finds out he's a virgin, and then they all want to date him, so... (laughs) I thought that this was going to go a bit downhill because it's like seventh heaven and they're trying to talk about sex and they don't really talk about sex. Um, but I actually enjoyed where this went. It was kind of, I, I didn't mind that they like took away the power that like virginity has over people. Yeah. Like they didn't make it a big deal. I guess they did, but in, a, in the reverse way that it's like a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. Virginity is a social construct. <laughs> so, yeah. See, virginity is whatever you want it to be. <laughs> so, um, we'll go on to uh, Ruthie, who... Who, I told you this girl was going to do Ruthie dirty. R- R- so, Ruthie is basically, we pick up with her lamenting about... Lucy says something about calling a friend, mm-hmm. and Ruthie says, oh, I wish I had friends. Um, and Lucy points out that when Ruthie had that sleepover, there were those two girls that were fighting over her. Um, but we learn that the girl who goes to her old school, they just, like, couldn't keep in touch, and that the other girl from her new school was just getting to know her because they wanted to get some information on the new girl. Um, so, anyway, that... She, like, is feeling alone. She likes the school, she likes her classes and stuff, but she doesn't like any of the people around her. Because apparently you can't go around asking people if they're also poor. Yes. Because people will only be friends with her if they're in the same. Because apparently the Camdens are poor. Um, I guess that's what we're supposed to... I mean, they look like they might be like... like They definitely look like solid middle class. They're not like lower middle class. They look... Yeah. Um, They're living pretty comfortable lives, um, it seems. But anyway, so um, Ruthie's like, oh, maybe I will reach out to that girl who I had been bringing lunch, Julia. Yeah. um, And see if she wants to hang out. I've been meaning to ask her anyway. Uh, so she reaches out to this girl, she catches up to her at school, and this girl's like, why did you think that I would want to come over? Why would you want to invite me over? Um, because she's like, you just want to tell everyone my secret, that I was temporarily poor. Yeah, um, so I thought, I thought that this character was, like, like another person at, like, Ruthie's level who was there on scholarship, and maybe their family wasn't doing too well. But apparently this girl only was 
It was just while her mother was out of work yeah. that they were having trouble. Which means that they have really bad savings. Yeah, they don't have any savings. <laughs> what the hell? Because they couldn't afford three meals a day. Uh, so anyway, this character goes completely downhill immediately because she's like, I if, if I'm friends with you, then you're going to be friends with all my friends, and I don't want you guys talking to them. I don't want to be friends with you. Get out of my life. <laughs> and Ruthie's like, okay. Um, I also want to just comment quickly on Ruthie's outfit of choice in this episode. Uh, she's wearing a cheetah print skirt. And, and a shirt that says, it's a dictionary entry for yeah. girl, and it says, see perfection. Or, like, perfect or something. Yeah. Um, so she goes home, and Annie asks her about her day, and Ruthie's like, oh, just some loser doesn't want to be friends with me. Something like that. Yeah. And Annie's like, why are you calling this girl a loser? And Ruthie explains that, you know, this is a girl that helped, that she helped, but doesn't want her to be her friend because of reasons, <laughs> like, they, like her secrets or whatever. And he's like, oh, I, sh- I want to talk to her mother because this. that's, you know, um, what you do. I don't think Annie actually does talk to the mother. I think probably, like, Julia... Well, how does Julia's mother find out, though? I think what we're supposed to gather is that Julia's mother, like, Julia tells her mother, oh, the girl that was helping me wants to be my friend. Ha 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 Like, you know how rich people and laugh. Then and then she's like, you have to be her friend. So anyway, somehow this happens and Julia calls Ruthie. Um, and we learn that Ruthie liked sneaking around and hiding in the closet. Um, and... That's what she got out of helping Julia, that she wasn't the, in it to become friends with Julia. Which, again, like, what if she just wanted to be her friend and was trying to help her? And, it, it, like, that's also a perfectly reasonable thing to do. But, um, anyway, Julia's like, my mother says I have to be friends with you. But Ruthie, wise beyond her years, is like, well, let's not do that. Let's just pre- pretend we're friends and lie to our parents. Because I don't want to be friends with you if you don't actually want to be friends with me. So... That's stupid. Let's not do that. Um, Julia's mom overhears his phone conversation and then calls Annie, being like, your daughter told my daughter to lie to me. Yeah. And Annie's like, why did you do that, Ruthie? And she's like, well, isn't it lying by making somebody be yeah, friends with somebody she, else? she'd be living a lie. Yeah. You know, as Aaron said, wise behind... Beyond her years. And this kind of ties into Annie's storyline. We'll get to that later, but... Um, because Annie is like, how did you get to be so mature and like, you don't care, how is your self-esteem so high that you just don't even care that this person doesn't want to be friends with you? Um, and she's like, I learned it from you, mom. And the, the bitchy selfishness model. Yeah. Um, and I think this is like Ruthie giving Annie a compliment, but like, it's not a compliment at all. I, I thought in that moment Annie was going to change but then she just continues the rest of the episode doing the same thing like you see her like realizing like oh my god I'm doing all these terrible things to people and then she just continues what I think I love about this is that Ruthie's doing exactly what Annie's doing but Ruthie is so much better like she's just a better person than (laughs) Annie is I'm like how does this happen the the apple falls very far from the tree (laughs) yes (laughs) um so that's Ruthie's storyline she's still kicking ass taking names Hiding in closets. That's where she wants to be. Anyway. Um, so we'll go on to Matt and this ridiculous storyline. Oh, my God. So as we know, um, Matt was, like, is dating Cheryl or wants to start dating Cheryl, who was Robbie's ex, who 
just take it away. She's a totally different person. Yeah. So. so I said it was kind of exciting that we were getting a bit more of Cheryl because we're getting more of her plot-wise and we see her, like, developing as a character. But now it's out of hand. They've changed her completely. Suddenly she's like, you have to tell Robbie the truth that we're dating. I won't let you do this. This We can't date until this happens. You have to tell me three days in advance if we're seeing each other. I only have one day off. Like, all this stuff. And I'm just like... You were about to marry, like, you were faking a pregnancy to marry a man maybe four episodes ago. <laughs> Calm down. I know. She's got all these, stand, like, these standards, which is, like, fine, but yeah. it's just so far, it's so different from who she was. Like, what brought about this change? I don't know. But anyway. Matt's, like, all about it. He's, like, I will do everything you say. Yeah. Um, so, um, but the, one of the rules is that she has to, t- he has to tell Robbie before they can go on, like, their next date or whatever. So this whole storyline is Matt just being like, I can't tell Robbie. I don't want to tell Robbie. I'm procrastinating from telling Robbie. He, like, it recruits John's help, but John's like, just tell him. And he resolves finally to be like, I'm just going to say it outright. But instead of doing that, he starts talking about Marion Wilson. And, like, Robbie's like, I mean, what can I do? Like, she's going to do what she wants to do. And he's like, yeah. So Matt responds being like, yes, what happens between... A man Ex-lovers. A man and a woman stays between that man and a woman and shouldn't involve whoever that man and woman dated beforehand. And Robbie's like, yes, I agree. And for some reason, Matt thinks that's like, okay, I got the go-ahead yeah. from Robbie. Yeah. Um, so while, like, so he somehow convinces Cheryl to take him out, like, to accept. <laughs> to accept this, like, fake um, admission to Robbie as a real admission. And they, I think, end up, ha- like, they get, have a date, and they end up having their first kiss after, like, flirting, although it's not filmed in good lighting, so <laughs> we're missing all the juicy, lippy goodness. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> meanwhile, we have the most contrived yes, storyline. This is ridiculous, because apparently Heather is back because... Well, just like she needed a paycheck or something. <laughs> I don't know why they insist on bringing Heather back. Um, was she a fan favorite during like the original run through? I have no idea, but I, like again, I've said it a million times. Both her and Shona have zero personality. There's nothing to root for there. Like, why do you keep bringing these people back that are basically like a piece of like a piece of cardboard ha- has more range than either one of these actors? So, are any of our listeners very big Heather fans? Do you guys remember like when you watched originally? Were you really into Heather? Were you rooting for Heather and Matt? Is anyone rooting for Heather and Matt? I know, and also when they were engaged, it just felt weird. Or when they were supposed to have gotten married, like. It just felt weird because I was like, they seem to have nothing in common. Like, you never see... She's so underdeveloped. Um, But anyway, she's back. Uh, She has a class with Robbie. Uh, She's been out for a week because she has the flu. And Robbie's been, like, coming over and helping her, like, catch up, basically. Basically, And they're they're hiding it from Matt because they don't know how Matt will react. Even though Heather's current boyfriend's like, yeah, okay... (laughs) <laughs> like you have, you need this help from this person who is yeah. a man, who is in your class. Fine, but they're like afraid to tell Matt because of the way that Matt will react. Um, but apparently, like, I guess she gets sick enough that she needs to be taken to the hospital, <laughs> which is where Matt runs into all of them: Robbie, John, and Heather. And that's when Robbie like tells Matt, even though Matt still hasn't said anything about Cheryl, and they're not dating. It's like he's helping Heather with schoolwork, 
It's their <laughs> friend. Exactly. And like Robbie says that. It's like, I'm not her boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. And Matt's just like, I have to go. And the end of this episode is him walking away and it going to black. And I'm like, what the hell? I really, I feel like, I, I'm going to say one thing before we get to the last storyline. This show does a really bad job of making you like a character for one or two episodes and then making you hate them again for, like, a while. Like, I was fine with Matt for the past couple of episodes. I was like, oh, he's a dork. It's fine. Yeah. But now he's, like, bad again. Well. And they did that with Annie. Yeah, yeah Annie was really bad. Like, but Annie is pretty consistently good. Yeah, this is, like, she ne- Like, I was like, she never gets like this, so I kind of let it sl- I, I let it slide because... The whole jealousy thing, I don't know, I guess it's nice to see something different from from her. It's just a, a little bit out of character, that's the only, I don't know. So anyway, speaking of contrived plots. <laughs> so let's go to this uh, Annie and Rev plot, which includes Serena, and also has a, like, a dash of Lucy as well. Um, <laughs> so uh, we start with the Rev coming home, um, dinner's over, he... But he notices that Annie's, like, really mad at him. So Annie is outright. She's like, I don't want you seeing this woman. I, she, you need to, like, refer her to someone else. Uh, she's, it's not, like, it's not a she, good thing. She's like, oh, I know that part of your, like, you've counseled so many women over the years. Um, and, like, not, most of them don't want, like, I used to be very jealous. Most of them don't want a physical relationship. But I can tell that Serena does. This is a different conversation, but like but this is just the, the gist of wow. She's like, I know what Serena's in it for, and it's not counseling. She basically says that you're always aloof to the fact that women are flirting with you, and I know that this woman is into you, even though if you you don't see it. So we gather more that she's really upset because she hasn't saved him any food, and like she like makes him go out and get dinner. Then when he comes back with dinner, that's when Serena calls again because she wants to talk about how great of a time she had with the Rev and how helpful it was for her, and she's excited for their two sessions a week. And Annie, this was this was hurtful for both me and Aaron to watch. She takes the burger and the fries out of the bag. <gasps> and she puts it in the garbage disposal. And then turns the garbage disposal on. Just a perfectly good waste of good burger and fries. Because, like, all because this woman is just, like, following up, confirming yeah. our next, like, counseling session. Um, and so Annie's jealous and insecure and uh, because the Rev is, I guess, a good husband. He's like, I have to refer you to someone else. Yeah. Um, well, so this happens, and in the background we have, we've learned that the reason that Lucy is looking for her dad from the cold open is because she wants to ask her dad to help Serena, Ashley's, mo- uh, Ashley's mom. But the next time we see Lucy at school, Ashley's upset with her. And she's like, I don't think we're really friends because your dad has helped your friends that have been drug addicts, have uh, been uh, problems with alcohol, problems with, like, stealing and all these other <sighs> things. But my mom, who doesn't have that big of a problem, goes to your dad and she doesn't get help. She gets referred to someone else. Yeah. And... So now Lucy's upset because she's losing a friend. Which is, again, stupid. <laughs> Not her fault. And this comes to a head when Serena comes to visit Annie. Um, so Serena basically is like, oh, I know, like, everything was all fine when I left the church when I, the first time I went to go see the Rev. But after he, can't, he comes home and he talks to you, 
he says that he refers me to someone else and tells me he can't see me anymore. Um, I promise, like, I, I don't have any ulterior motives and that I just, you know, I'm not really comfortable talking with anyone else and I'd really, really like to get to be counseled by him and not someone else because it's just who I'm comfortable with and I might not be able to be, like, honest with somebody else. So Annie is like, hmm, I guess if he referred you to someone else, he can't help you. <laughs> and she, like, slams the door in her face, basically. Um, and then she's upset at the Rev because she thinks the Rev said to Serena, um, oh, the reason I can't help you is because my wife won't allow it. Yeah. Which the Rev never did, but, like, Annie's, like, Annie basically does the thing where she, every answer that the Rev could possibly give is the wrong answer. Yeah. Because she's like, that's not what I said. I said, uh, that this is somebody else who can help you better. It's like, well, you obviously didn't say it right because she thinks it's my fault. Yeah. And Lucy overhears this happening and confronts her mother. And, um, she kind of like, I think she basically like tells her, she's like, oh, is it because you're insecure? Is it because you're jealous or something? And that's like something that Annie doesn't take. Kindly. Yeah. Um, and Lucy just wants to talk to her about it. Like she's not even trying to be, um, but Lucy ends up apologizing for it anyway. Um, but she should not have. And then the scene with Ruthie happens where we said it would be the turning point in the episode, but it isn't. She kind of just doubles down. Yeah. So Ruthie is like, oh, I was able to be confident and because I watch you and you don't care that Serena doesn't like you and you don't care if dad doesn't like you and, and you don't care if Simon likes you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I got all this confidence to and my self-esteem to be able to do whatever, you know, I want and not care about anyone else. So we see her, like, Annie going to the Rev's office in the house. Like, I haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to... And I thought it was like, oh, she's going to apologize. But that's not how it goes. <laughs> so this is when she basically says everything about um, Serena is not here for help. She's here to have physical contact with you. And this is just so arrogant. Yeah. Because nothing has been indicated, like, other than the, the fact that they were laughing together, um, which really is... <laughs> Not indicative of whether or not someone is looking for physical contact. Yeah, um, I laugh all the time, and I don't want anybody to touch me. <laughs> um, so, that's a lie. So, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I mean, look, is Serena a shady character? Yes. yes. Um, do we? Do I think that if the storyline continues, we'll, like Annie will be proven right? Probably. Spoiler alert, this, I don't think this storyline continues. Oh, okay. I think this is a one, one and done Okay, well, that's good then. I don't want Andy to be right. But, um, yeah, the way that Annie delivers it, she's like, just, you watch, though. You tell me when she makes a move, and I'll tell you I told you so, because I was right, you were wrong. And then when the Rev is like, I've decided that instead of having one-on-one therapy with Serena, I'm going to have group therapy, so, like, there won't be any... Any temptation. And, like, any They're just going to have a group... (laughs) They're going to have group sex now. Great. Annie turns around and is like, you're so naive. And I'm like, oh my god, get your head out of your own ass. Jesus. <laughs> like, I get that she, like, has these conceptions about the type of person. Um, that Serena is. Which and... is fine, but, like, enough is, like, your husband is doing as much as he can. Without being obvious and, like, trying to be like, I'm sorry, my wife won't let me. Because that's really it. Like, that's the thing. He's like, she's like, you don't agree with me? He's like, no, you're the one that thinks these things. I think that Serena actually needs help. It's like, well, whatever. Whatever. 
This doesn't really get resolved. No. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> and I think it's over. So, anyway. That's where we're <laughs> That's at. the episode. Yeah. That's the episode. Nothing gets um, resolved. I mean, uh, I guess Simon has dates and Ruthie is a queen. She's fine without having friends. Yeah. Good for her. Ruthie's goals. <laughs> um, so what would you rate this episode? I'm going to give it a 2.5. I think I'll do a 3.5. There was It evoked emotion in me, which usually is a good thing. <laughs> Unless uh, it's 7th Heaven. Unless it's 7th, yeah. Um, so we have a lot of good Annie faces from this episode. Where oh, she's, so much side-eye, yeah. so much just grilling people. Um, so we'll, and, you know, Ruthie and her outfit. Oh, also, like, Lucy was wearing these weird pink and white tie-dye jeans. Yeah. Maybe we'll put those on our social media, and that's uh, facebook.com slash camdencast, or on Twitter and Instagram, our handle is at camdencastshow. And you can always email us at camdencast.gmail.com, and if you want to continue listening, we are on the Apple iTunes podcast app, as well as soundcloud.com backslash camdencast. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. We're nearing the end of season five. This is Camdencast. <laughs>